time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Tuesday, August 25th, 2020. Hope everyone is having a wonderful day. Whenever you're listening to this episode, we always put it out early in the morning. And I've been surprised, actually, when I wake up, I look at kind of the total plays, and I've seen that we've gotten a lot more plays in the morning. Typically, throughout the day is when people listen to the episode and you know at some point after they've kind of done some other things maybe at lunchtime or something but man i woke up the other day yesterday i believe it was and it was like man there's been 20 something plays already on some of these uh episodes so that's really encouraging great stuff i I try to release the episodes about 5 a.m every day at least here for the west coast so that people can listen either on the way to work or uh, whatever the case may be so Whenever you listen to these, these episodes, greatly appreciate uh, your support. And uh, the feedback I've gotten has been great as well. Been hearing more and more from people, which is exactly what we want to have happen as a result of some of the episodes we have been putting out. Let's us know that you guys are entertained and enjoy some of the topics of conversation for sure. Well, today on the program, we're going to be joined by Johnny Govea. Uh, basically, Johnny is a big L.A. sports fan. We are going to be talking a lot about Los Angeles sports today, specifically the L.A. Rams, the L.A. Lakers, and the L.A. Dodgers. Those will be our main topics of conversation. Johnny's been a lifelong fan of all those teams. So uh, you know me. My favorite team is the Rams. There's going to be a lot of Rams discussion here today. So uh, you're just going to have to live with it. If uh, you don't want to hear uh, some Rams talk, well, that's what Johnny and I are going to be doing, but don't worry. We'll, we'll eventually uh, get to the Lakers and then also the Dodgers. But in talking to Johnny, it was a lot of fun to hear his perspective as basically, I think like most of us, somebody who grew up loving a team. And he's going to talk about what it was like as a kid watching some of these teams and kind of as we all progress into our adulthood and have our have our own lives and everything – you still kind of look at the game like you're a kid. Like I think that's one of the beauty of sports and putting, you know, your team colors on or your the hats or the 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 different logos and everything. You're proud of something that you really don't have any control over. But because that sports team kind of wears a city that you are either close by or proud to kind of be from the surrounding area like Los Angeles, I think that's where his connection uh, runs very deep. And, and I can appreciate that because uh, Johnny, you know, I, Johnny is somebody that he views the teams kind of like I do, which I can appreciate. I'm I'm up for people that, that don't see the way I do, see things the way I do. That's totally fine. I get it. But it's cool to talk to a true LA fan, I'll say, who really supports all the LA teams because l- let's take the football out of it. Sometimes you come across people in Southern California and they're like, oh yeah, I'm a uh, Orlando Magic fan. Or uh, I'm a you know Chicago Bulls fan or something. I'm like, what? 
How? Why? That's one of my rules, right? Always have a connection. Uh, I don't make the rules. It's just my, if I was king for a day, I'd love to to make that a thing. Like, hey, why do you root for that team? What's your story? Did you have a relative play play on that team in that organization? Is, did you have a re- relative from there? What's the backstory? So there usually is one. Some people, um, they, they make up kind of a, a, they dance around it, we'll say. And they're afraid to say, well, uh, I was a front runner way back when, or, you know, everyone's a Cowboys fan or everyone's a uh, Yankees fan or whatever the case is. Again, I'm not knocking all the Yankee fans out there. I know there's plenty of them. Uh, and, and for those that, you know, kind of live in the East coast. Okay. I get it. But, uh, or, or you have parents from there or something fine. But, but man, other people I'm like, be honest, you just root for them because they're like the top team. They're, you know, you're a front runner. It's okay. Just admit it. That's all. That's all I'm saying, guys. Anyway, going to be a fun conversation with Johnny talking LA Rams football, which I can never get enough of, even though we've had a couple of guests on already talking some Rams football. But that, as you guys know, that's kind of, there's always going to be kind of that, um, that lean as, as we talk about the NFL, uh, the Rams will come up uh, here and there. It's just how it is. And any guest that comes on here and wants to talk about their football team or just the NFL in general, we're going to do that too. Uh, and any other sport, you know, Lakers and the NBA, the Dodgers and baseball, whatever the case is. So that's what we're going to do with Johnny today. It's going to be a lot of fun just talking LA sports with him. So uh, for you LA sports fans, I think you'll get something out of it. And for you non LA sports fans, well, if you like sports, I still think you'll get something from it. Just just think of your team when we're talking about uh, the teams that we like out here in Los Angeles. I wanted to talk to you guys about something. Um, I found over the past few months, well, it's nothing really new, but you know, there's, there's different types of people in the world, right? That's what makes, makes everything great. What makes the world go around. I'm somebody that I've always been a planner. I, I, I overly plan. I, I try not to overthink because uh, that could be a real thing, but in planning, I'm the guy, like I said, I, for those that don't know me, I, I I got I'm very visual. I got calendars. I got color coordinated pens. Uh, I have the entire Ram schedule on the calendar already. I have uh, certain events on the calendar already, like uh, there's a family gathering or there's a big uh, a big fight or I, I just I don't know. I like putting it down and planning it. There's nothing more exciting for me than when I plan like a trip. For instance, my brother and I went to Dallas last year for the Rams game. The Cowboys took it to the Rams, but it was still an amazing trip. We stayed with a friend of mine in Dallas and it was so much fun because for me, the experience was great, but also looking ahead like three months and buying our plane tickets and you know mapping everything out and being like, okay, we're taking this time off. We're doing this. That's how I, I love I love to operate. Some people are more spontaneous. They like doing things last minute. Sometimes um, friends say, hey, come meet us at this bar and drop what you're doing and go do it. Uh, some people like that. They don't like feeling like they're tied down to a schedule, right? So I, I don't know what type of person you are. Uh, I do know for me, I'm very plan oriented. And sometimes I, I get in my own way with that. And I need to loosen up more and be like, hey, man, just... Just let, you know, let it ride. See what happens. Like stay loose or whatever. Um, you know, I, like for instance, uh, like I said, friends ask you out to, Hey, come out to, you know, there's no bars open, but, uh, Hey, come out to this place. Uh, like right now, drop what you're doing. And, uh, there's been times I've done that, but I'm not always as great at that. I'm more of the guy. Okay. What day is it? Tuesday. Hey, on Friday, we're going to go to this place. Hope to see you. Like give people a few days notice. 
And I'm seeing more and more as, I, as I've grown older that that's how I am. That's how I operate more. And if there are changes, I'm like, what? What? We didn't talk about this. No, we didn't say we were going there. And I have to like catch myself. I'm like, wait, not everything, Matt, is, uh, you know, a board meeting or something. It's uh, <laughs> like settle down, plans change, things change, and uh, just go with the flow sometimes. So that's something I haven't always uh done well, but I'm trying to improve and just uh, be a little bit more open-minded. And I think for a lot of us, we've had to be that way these past few months because we haven't been able to really plan for anything. I mean, the, the NFL season starting here in a couple of weeks, but I would say a couple months ago, none of us could really plan on that happening. We couldn't plan on uh, anything down the road, really, let alone what was in front of us the next day or, or a couple of weeks because everything was locked down. There was all these different things happening. So it was, it's been tough and people have had to kind of be more spontaneous and go with the flow and, and just kind of see what happens and react to it. So that's something I've learned about myself these past few months, hands down that I can plan all I want, but uh, ultimately, uh, you know, <laughs> the big man upstairs, God is the one who kind of uh, direct, you know, you can make all the plans you want, but he, he kind of sees things through and uh, directs everything up, up there. So uh, it is funny to me when the, both extremes, you're either, ah, eh, you don't want to plan anything ever. Like, oh, let's just go to, I, I know a couple of friends. Oh, let's just go to Vegas. Well, let's not even think about it. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What time are we leaving? Where are we staying? What's the, you know, that's me. I, <laughs> I need, I need all the details written down in my phone. Uh, that's me. Uh, and other people, they, they hate that. They probably do it their entire day in their work life or something like that. And they just want to be free, not have a schedule. And I'm not saying you need to have a, a uh, you know, <laughs> a highlighted um, agenda or a detail, every detail scheduled, especially when you're on like a vacation or something. But as far as some of the big highlights, I, I like knowing uh, who's taking me to the airport a week in advance or, or whatever, you know? So that's just me. And I'm trying to loosen up a little bit more, guys. But what I have uh, realized is that having some of those opinions and uh, I guess practices, we'll say, it's definitely helped me out in doing uh, such as like this podcast, like being able to, okay, here's our guest, laying them out, scheduling. And whereas when I first started this, I was just kind of like, eh, we'll see. I'll call somebody tomorrow. Maybe we'll talk and we'll see what happens. And uh, I'll try to get it out by noon and it turned it into five o'clock. Like, so there's some areas of my life where it's definitely helped. And there's other times, even, even Val, she'll tell me, Hey, lighten up. This isn't a, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't a laminated, uh, uh, a, a schedule or itinerary settle down. I'm like, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, uh, I love setting alarms throughout my day. I love having color-coordinated markers. That's just me. And for those of you who know me, you're probably chuckling. And for those of you that don't know me, you're probably like, this guy is an absolute lunatic. What kind of grown man does these things? But that is me. So I'm trying to balance it all out, guys. Being the schedule maker, planning ahead, but also, hey, man, just relax, sit back, let things let things happen, and just uh, – take a sip and, and chill. So I'm trying to find that fine balance as I'm sure other people are one way or another. Uh, well, we're going to talk some Rams football again today with Johnny Govea. I mentioned that uh, in, a few minutes ago. We're going to talk, uh, I, I think the Rams schedule 
scrimmage, I should say, last week at the new SoFi Stadium. I saw some glimpses of that. It was awesome seeing the Rams in that stadium. I'm still not a huge fan of those uniforms, but in the new stadium, I think it's a dream come true for so many Los Angeles Rams fans. And if you're honest, Rams haters, come on. It's pretty cool seeing one of the best stadiums in the world in Los Angeles opening up this year. It's going to be really, really awesome. And I know the Chargers are going to play there too, but let's be honest, who paid for it? Mr. Stan Kroenke. Mr. Stan Kroenke, the S in Stan, should be a dollar sign. He is the man. Spent a lot of money on it. And a big thank you to him for bringing the Los Angeles Rams back home, even though my St. Louis buddies are uh, you know, not feeling the same way, and they're pretty angry uh, that I even mentioned that guy's name on this show. But I love Stan Kroenke. Johnny Govea, I know he loves Stan Kroenke. We're going to jump into it right now, talk some Rams football, Lakers basketball, Dodger baseball, maybe a couple other items as well. So, guys, if this is your first time listening to the program, really appreciate you being here to give a listen to me and Johnny in our conversation and to those who have been loyal listeners. This will be uh, more of some of the other interviews we've had here on the Get Home Safe podcast. So sit back, relax, and we will take a quick break and then jump right into it with our interview with Johnny Govea. Okay, joining us today on the program is Johnny Jovia. I don't know if I said his last name right there. I probably should have uh, rehearsed that with him beforehand, but he can correct me. I'm sure he will here shortly. But uh, Johnny is a huge LA sports fan, uh, much like myself. So we're going to spend today talking a lot about LA sports, uh, Dodgers, Lakers, and yes, the Los Angeles Rams, among other things. So a uh, lot, lots to talk about here soon. And uh, Johnny, welcome to the program, man. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. And it's Johnny Govea. Govea. See, that's that's uh, that's poor uh, journalism on my part. Oh, yeah. uh, what are you gonna do? Anyway, well, Johnny, uh, appreciate you taking the time to be here. It's uh, we we have uh, we've chatted here and there uh, a lot through Facebook and everything, but it's nice when you can talk to people who have your same fanhood, your same. Because sometimes you'll have someone who's a Dodger fan and then they like, uh, I don't even know, the uh, Miami Dolphins for some reason yes. or the Green Bay Packers. But it's so cool when you come across someone who is all L.A., very consistent, such as yourself. Yes. I grew <laughs> up like that. I grew up like that. Baseball, basketball, football, hockey, all L.A. All L.A. for sure. Well, well, John- and I say L.A., I mean L.A., not not Anaheim Angels, not Mighty Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> well said, well said, sir. Well, well, let me ask you a little bit about that. We'll, we'll talk. A, we'll talk a lot of Rams football later, but but off the bat, you know, as far as the the L.A. Rams, they have such a history here. Uh, they played in L.A. Yep. They also played in Anaheim, and then unfortunately for twenty plus years, they were in uh, they were in uh, St. Louis. St. Louis. And so so. Yeah. Did you feel the same way, Johnny, when they were playing in Anaheim? Uh, I'm not sure how young you were at that time, but I'm sure. Did you see the Rams playing in L.A. before you saw them playing in Anaheim? So uh, when I, my first game was 1977. I was seven years old, and my Uncle John took me to my first Rams game. It was a playoff game. It's called the Mud Bowl because it oh. rained hard that day. It was, it was a mud, against the Minnesota Vikings. So my, my uncle and my cousin took me to that first game, and the Rams lost. Unfortunately, it was a close game, but they lost in the playoff game. But after that, I was hooked. So I went to, like, maybe three or four games uh, at the Coliseum. 
And then uh, when, we, when they went to uh, Anaheim Stadium, me and my uncle were uh, season ticket holders for the last two years before they left. Oh, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, and so we were there at the same time, Johnny, because I was seven, eight, nine years old. My dad had season tickets when they were in Anaheim. And so those were my first games I ever went to where I was watching the Rams play there. And as a kid, I remember yeah. they left. And I was like, what do you mean they're leaving? Like, I don't, I don't understand. So, but, but you were one of those guys that, I can honestly say, even though they were playing in the state of Missouri, you were still an L.A. Rams fan, and your loyalty never wavered. Oh, no, never wavered. So uh, at Anaheim Stadium, I was there to see uh, Eric Dickerson break O.J.'s record. I still have my ticket still, but I, I, I know I have it somewhere. Uh, against Houston Oilers, he broke O.J.'s rec- uh, uh, single-season rushing record. I was at the uh, playoff game against Dallas when he rushed for 248 yards, the playoff record. Um, so yeah, we had a lot of good times there. And when they when they left to and um, when they left to St. Louis, we went to the last game against Washington Redskins, and uh, there was some fans there trying to uh, sign petitions, save the Rams or save the name. Uh, I signed the petition, and but that and nothing ever came of it. We were trying to save the name, the Rams, like Cleveland did to the Browns. Mm-hmm. So you know that never came to pass. But uh, when they went to St. Louis, no, I never wavered. Um, the only thing was different. Uh, from afar was when they're local, like now again, you get to read them. You get to read, read about them in the paper. You know what's going on daily. When they're when they're out in St. Louis, you don't get that same uh, reports every day. I mean, unless you look on the internet, but like in your new, daily newspaper. But other than that, I never wavered. Down. I was a Ram fan all the way. I mean, oh, through man. the good and through the bad. Yeah, amen to that, brother. And and what's interesting is, you know, I knew a lot of Rams fans that when they left, they were like, well, they're playing in St. Louis, you know, I, I'm, I don't want anything to do with them anymore. And then fans like you and me, who even though we're LA fans, they left and it was weird seeing that St. Louis on their uniforms. But I felt like, who else am I going to root for? You know, there's no one else here. They're still the LA Rams. And there's, I hope and pray one day they'll return, not thinking that they could. So was it weird rooting for a team like that? That was, you know, a few thousand miles away. Um, no, it wasn't really weird for me because I, I grew up, that was, uh, well, the Dodgers and Rams were my first sports teams growing up. Um, and I was uh, just a diehard Ram fan. So it was, um, it, it was already in my blood. So it was, you know, it, it wasn't like a two, three year Ram fan and then they left. So it was already in my blood. It was, yeah, there was no question. I was never, I was never going to waver on them. Um, I wanted, I never got to see them in St. Louis, although I wanted to, but as far as wavering, no, I, it was just weird to see them change colors after the Super Bowl, the first yeah. Super Bowl. Um, after Georgia kind of kicked us in the face, after they won the Super Bowl, she said, uh, what did she say? This proves, we, this proves we did the right idea, but even LA to come to St. Louis, I was not too happy about that. <laughs> but um, yeah, but I'm, I'm glad they came back to their roots. Um, this is where they belong. And Maybe. I'm happy they're... Yes, this is where they belong. Amen to that. And Georgia Frontier, yeah, I don't know any Rams fan that has any good words to say about <laughs> that lady. Uh, but we'll try not to focus too much on that. But Johnny, I, I think the first time you and I met was up in San Francisco at San Francisco. a yeah, 49ers-Rams game. And I, I went up there with a buddy who was watching the game. And you were there with your sister, who, who I knew through yes. other friends. And uh, she was a little different back then, we'll say. She had... On that dreaded red and gold color, uh, that's who yeah, I always knew her. I knew her as a, as a San Francisco fan, and then I later found out, or come to find out, no, she was a huge Rams fan, but like you and I just mentioned, she was one of those people that said, no, nah, they left me. I don't want anything to do with them. Yeah, so yeah, so when, uh, yeah, she was growing up with me, Rams fans. I remember in 89 
when they made the NFC Championship against uh, Frisco. Well, we had a big Rams party. Uh, yeah, she was always a Ram fan, but when they left, she said, I can't do it, bro. She's like, they slapped us in the face. I'm going to go, I'm going to root for their rivals. I was like, oh, man, sis. But, you know, <laughs> to each their own, she, she did it. And that, that game in San Francisco, we had a bet. Uh, whoever's team won, they had to wear the other team's jersey. And, unfortunately, the Rams lost that day, so I had to put it on that dreaded red and white on. Oh, oh it was horrible. Oh. I, broke, I, I broke out of hives. <laughs> I bet you, yeah, you're still probably infected, man. That, that, yeah. that gross uniform. See, I've, I've, uh, I've been tempted to have that bet with friends before, but I would – I dread losing more than I enjoy winning. So I don't want even the slightest chance that I would have to wear someone else's uniform. I just could never commit to that bet. I could, I couldn't do it and I won't do it probably ever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so when they, when, when they left and you know, we talked throughout the years and at first I was like, man, I can't believe we went to the 49ers, but she did say to me, bro, you know, I, I can't do it. You know, if they were to ever come back, you know, I would uh, no, my heart would be with the Rams again if they were LA and then for the last two, three years, like starting in 2012, I think, we started hearing little rumors, little rumors, little rumors. And she said, bro, if they come back, I'll join you back with the Rams. And they did. They came back, and she didn't hesitate. <clears throat> she didn't hesitate to come back to the Rams. So, so. <laughs> it's, in, it's interesting to see that she did come back to the team. And, uh, you know, I had never seen anything like it. Uh, it <laughs> but she told she me that. She got a lot of flack. Oh man! A lot of flack <laughs> oh, big time! For, and I would—I yeah. gotta imagine from both sides, right? Niners and Rams fans. Both sides, both sides—a lot of flack. <laughs> <laughs> well, that—that's funny stuff. But you know what? Uh, you know, you are someone among many people who were so thrilled that the Rams did come home. They came uh, back to uh, the city, city of Angels, if you will. Yep. And you know, most people don't get this or understand this—that the the L.A. Rams. They were LA's first professional first. sports team. On the West, yes. And on the West, on one, of the best, one of the first ones on the West Coast. Yeah. And, and they had the first actual uh, African-American uh, professional player, actually before Jackie Robinson, but no. Yeah, so they, they do have, they have big roots here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy, the, the history, when you really dive into it. You and I are diehards about the LA Rams, and so some people just kind of roll their eyes, and I'm like, come on, if you don't know, even if you don't like the Rams, you need to appreciate them for uh, as far as the history of Los Angeles goes. Yeah, yep. yeah they were here like way, way you know, before the Dodgers. They were here in 46. This is before the Dodgers, before the, you know, before the Lakers. Uh, the first, no, they, they have a lot of first everything. A lot of uh, the first African American uh, professional sports player, the first team to have an emblem on their on their ha helmets. Oh yeah. I mean, we have a lot of history, a lot of mm -hmm. a lot of deep history. And, and the the critics will say, oh, the Rams. Well, you know, if you if you dive into it, well, the Rams are from Cleveland. It's like, wait a minute, your Lakers are from Minneapolis, yes. <laughs> and <laughs> and your Dodgers are from Brooklyn. So that argument is invalid, pal. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yep. I hear you on that one. Oh, bottom line is the Rams were here first. They got a great history here. I love that, you know, you know the, I love dropping that on people, the whole emblem on the helmet thing, because not many people know that either. Yes. Yep. <laughs> not many people know that. And so we were the first time, we were the first team to do that, and everybody else followed. And um, I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited about them being home now. It's, um, it's going to take a few years. Uh, they were gone for a long time. So this last, this last couple of generations didn't grow up. With Rams, no, with Ram families, they went to the Steelers, the Cowboys, Packers. So it's going to take about another, maybe another good five, ten years of them being here to to grab that fan base again. But but we'll get it.
Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And uh, yeah. I, I, you know, we were going to kind of jump around to other sports, but but uh, we'll stick with the Rams for right now, just because there's a, a few t- things to talk about. Uh, the season is coming up rather quickly. And, and you talked about the emblem on the helmet and how that was the first of its kind. And it's been a pretty consistent logo for so long, Johnny. Uh, it's changed colors a little bit, but it's always been that same horn on the helmet. And recently you know with some rebranding and everything that horn has changed a little bit as well as the the rams colors and and the uniforms really so what what are your thoughts uh with the new uniforms and the new look for the rams going forward honestly i'm not a fan of the uh, helmet of the design i thought they should at least kept that i mean i knew they were going to change the uniform a little bit uh I was really hoping they'd keep the actual horn. Um, it doesn't doesn't lock doesn't lock over the ear hole. So the change kind of it kind of looks like a C, kind of looks like a moon. Um, doesn't really have that horn emblem feel. Uh, but I am glad they kept the colors. Um, no, they went. They kept the royal blue and the gold. Uh, a little bit deeper blue, a little bit uh, different color yellow, but pretty much the same. Yeah. I'm glad for the colors. Uh, I just wish they wouldn't have messed with the horns on the helmet. But, I mean, Eric Dickerson, Jack Youngblood, a lot of the Rams weren't happy with it. But it is what it is. I mean, they, they, they wanted a new branding. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, I'm just happy they're here in L.A. I mean, I don't like it right now. But as, as other things, you'll, I guess we'll learn to grow, grow into it. Um, the, the uniforms, the, the bone color, I'm not really a fan of. But, again, it's, I mean, it's, it's a whole change. Uh, the new uniforms are okay. I, I like the colors. But, um. I'm referring it for right now. I'm saying old school. I'm going to buy my old, old school Ram stuff. But as years go by, maybe I'm, I, I predict this in five years when they can do a change, I predict they'll go back to the old stuff. Five years. That's okay. It. No, I, I can go with that. And again, I'm fine with the colors really. Uh, but yeah, that logo that, that they got to get the whole, whole Ram horn. It looks like a banana almost. And <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like, come on, dude. A uh, little, they yeah. tried a little too hard there to put the, I'm, I'm fine having like an LA in there, but it's a little yeah. just trying too hard. They had four years to get it right. I know. Four years. Was, some of the uh, message boards and everything were hilarious because they're like, "It took four years to come up with this." Come on, guys. <laughs> Someone said I could have did that in four minutes. <laughs> I, no doubt about it. So we'll see. Again, I don't care what they what they wear as long as they play well. Um, yes, exactly. Let, let's talk about a couple years, a couple different seasons. Number one, um, I want to talk about that first season the Rams came back in 2016. Uh, we had all, and, and I say we because there was a lot of people who were excited that the Los Angeles Rams were coming back home. The NFL was coming back to LA, all of the above. And I think there was so much excitement. They were on hard knocks. Um, season started off okay and then got kind of ugly fast. But what were your kind of your thoughts, Johnny, on that very first season back in Los Angeles? Uh, I was just super hyped. Man. I would, the first year they came back, even before the first um, – preseason game they had a, a family day that alley rounds family day so we were so stoked me and Irene and uh, some some friends we all went thinking we're going to tailgate so we went to the coliseum all tailgate ready we get there we're the only ones tailgating <laughs> we're the only one <laughs> so uh we went to family day and then we went to the uh the, the very first game back uh, against the cowboys the first uh preseason game so we were stoked about that it was like over a hundred thousand people um that first year with Jeff Fisher was tough. 
Um, I'm not, I'm not a Fisher fan. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't think hardly anybody was, but, uh, yeah, it was started off good with some promise and it, we kind of hit a bump in the road and then we didn't, we didn't get back on track. But at that point I was like, I don't care. They're my Rams. I get to see them. No, I would get to see them at home. And I think we went to every Ram. Oh no, we had season tickets that year. The first year back we had season tickets. Mm-hmm. So I was just stoked to see them. But uh, yeah, I'll never forget that. That was memorable. We, I still have my season ticket package. No, they said we're walking back on the tickets. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it was awesome. You know, I went to games when they were in Anaheim, and I know that's not LA, but I thought it was so cool. It was almost like going back in time, watching. Back in time. Games. Yeah, in the Coliseum. That was exactly. so neat, man. It was like uh, real nostalgic. I mean, I, I got flashbacks when I was a kid. My uncle took me to the playoffs, and yeah, I was just like, yeah, going, going, like uh, backtracking 30, 40 years. Yeah. I, oh man, I remember going in the Coliseum, seeing them. I was like, wow, this is so cool to see those uniforms uh, in this stadium. Just like, man, this is, I, it was so surreal. I never thought I would see it. And to see it in person was just unbelievable. Uh, well, well, that first season goes by, Johnny. And uh, I think, I, like I said, I was just happy the Rams were back in LA. And um, it was tough, 4-12, tough year. And then in the off season, uh, there's all these different coaching candidates and the Rams hire some guy named Sean McVay. I'm McVay. <laughs> and I looked, I looked at the screen and I go, who is this guy? And, and he's like 30 years old. I was like, what are they doing? Come on, guy. you couldn't get someone like, I was disappointed only because I didn't know anything about the guy. Uh, did you have similar feelings? I had similar, similar feelings. I was like, I was hoping for uh, maybe, maybe Mike Shanahan, Jack Del Rio, some, um, John Gruden even. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, uh, we, need, we need somebody with, uh, with Super Bowl experience, someone more experienced. When they came out with this 30-year-old, I was like, who? Washington Redskins? I was like, so I started reading up on him. I go, Mom, I don't know. We'll see. But, man, was that wrong. He's an he's, he's a, he's a awesome motivator. He's an uh, offensive innovator. He's, he's awesome. And, um, <laughs> so on that, on, on, that as, on that aspect, I was wrong. I was like, I, I ate my words. <laughs> well, well, my goal – uh, well, my goal is not, I'm not making decisions. I, I hope uh, my expectation, what I hope for, I guess, is that, uh, and look, at, they didn't make the playoffs last year. You're going to have, it, it's professional football, bad thing. You know, things don't go your way all the time. But my hope is that Sean McVay continues to make them a contender. And that because he's so young, that he is here a very long time. You know, so many times you see coaches come and go and this and that. But I, I just, man, I hope and pray that, that he's around a long time and he's continued to keep the Rams in, in the mix. I'm not that greedy. Yeah, I, I'd love to see a Super Bowl, but, you know, just in the mix, in the playoffs every year, like just uh, to me, that's enough. And I'm just so excited about the future. Same here. They, they had so many down years. Um, the, the, the last thing, the last three or four years in Anaheim, they were down and out. They didn't make the playoffs. They had a lot of good players like Jerome Bettis and um, – so, and then they went to St. Louis and they were bad. And then they had that one magical season, one of the Super Bowl. And then, you know, then a couple more good years after that, uh, greatest show on turf. But then after that, they kind of tailed off the last seven, eight, nine seasons. And so when they came back home, I was like, I don't care if they go 0-16. <laughs> I'm just ha- happy they're here. And then after, the, after Fisher left, the second year was Sean McVay. He seemed promise. And man, it was just like, it was like, someone pinched me. Is this really happening? <laughs> They made, they, made, they made the playoffs. We went to the playoff game, and I, I couldn't believe I was back in the Coliseum for a playoff game, actually. And they lost against Atlanta, but it was the whole experience was awesome. And you're right. I think, I think McVay will be here for a long time. I think they're going to be competitive. Um, yeah, I mean, every year, I mean, what team doesn't want, what team doesn't want to go to the you know, Super Bowl aspirations? But mm-hmm. as long as we're competitive in the mix, 
that's all we can ask for. Right now, they don't see us as a you know as one of the uh, competitive teams, but it's okay. It's okay to be off the radar. We can come and surprise people this year. I prefer it that way. I prefer it, you know, low expectations from the media and all the quote unquote experts and the Rams just kind of, you know, the whole we, uh, we not me concept and just going against everybody. So I think that's yeah. where the, they'll be better. I mean, that magical season of 2018, Johnny, I, I was with you. It was okay. Five and oh, six and oh, so I was like, what is going on here? Then to get to the, get the number two overall seed to beat the Cowboys in the playoffs. I mean, I, I look at it this way. I don't know how, how you did, but that year being in LA, you, you've seen all the different quote unquote fans uh, that we have here, uh, football teams that year. Think about it. They, they beat the Raiders. They beat the Niners twice. They, yep. they beat the Green Bay Packers. They yep. beat the Dallas Cowboys in the yep. playoffs. Yeah. I mean, all these, these fan bases that are here in LA, it was so awesome to just stick it to those guys all year. And I have, a, I have a lot of friends that are Packer fans, Cowboy fans, 49er fans. And all year they kept saying, Oh, you guys are going to, you guys are going to crumble. You guys are going to crumble. And, one goes down, another one goes down, and especially the Cowboys. I had a lot, a lot of Cowboy fans. And oh. When we ran over them in the playoffs, I was like, "How sweet it is!" Oh yeah, no doubt about it, my friend. And the, that uh, I think that Saints game, the NFC Championship, was probably the most uh, tense four hours of my life I've ever experienced. Oh man, I have I have high blood pressure, man. I was going through the roof that day. <laughs> Oh. It, was a good, it was a good game, though, because they, they came out on top, and then our, our defense kind of, like, settled in, held them, and our, our offense came back, and it was back and forth. It was really a great game. Um, bad officiating, but that's what all the Saints fans say. But if you, were, if you really look at the game, some bad calls on both sides. So, kinda, like, like every game, it kind of evens itself out. That's life. That's football. That's, that happens. Yeah. I mean, I'm not excusing bad calls, but it, it, it happens. I mean, you want to look at every single play and be like, well, that's why your team lost. No, you lost the football game. Exactly. You know? I mean, that, that, they talk about that pass interference play. Uh, okay, well, there was holding. There was a hands to the face. There was all these different things. That's like you can make all the excuses you want. You had a three-point lead at home with under two minutes left. That's on you. That's on no one else. Exactly. Exactly. And there was, a, there, was a, there was a face mask on Jared Goff that would have given us first and goal instead of the three points. Yeah, so it was, yeah, yeah a that's lot what of... I mean. You, you can't sit there and complain about everything that doesn't go your way. That's kind of how life is these days now. Everyone complains about everything uh, that goes against them. It's like, dude, life is adversity, like ups and downs. Things don't yep. go your way. It's how you respond to them. Exactly. It's how you, yeah, it's how you get up and how you respond to them. Exactly. Oh, man. But that, so... was, that, was a, that was a great game. And then that field goal kick. Oh, man. That... <laughs> <laughs> oh man greg the leg i'm gonna miss him i i will definitely miss him one of my favorite rams for sure uh, with some of the the magic he had both of yes. those kicks the tie and then the the win man, I the just, oh uh, i still get goosebumps to this day so. yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> unfortunate uh super bowl um you know it was frustrating uh, defense played out of their minds honestly my kind of football game 13 to 3 couldn't get in the end zone that that was unfortunate but Still awesome just thinking about it that the LA Rams were in the Super Bowl. Super I just, Bowl. You know what I mean? Held yeah. Tom Brady to three points up until the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, our offense wasn't on that day. Um, McVay got, got out coached. Mm -hmm. um, he, he admitted it. Um, you, could see, you could see it during the game. You could see it in his face expressions. Like he had no answers. Um, but he's learned from that, I hope. I think he's learned from that. He needs to just continue to um, just evolve. 
uh, with, with the offense and how, and how things go. He, he has to learn how to have a plan B, switch it up, make adjustments. Yeah. But, hey, we, we, we were there. We enjoyed it. We came out short, but we're going to get, get back there. Oh, I am confident that in my lifetime I will see a Super Bowl victory for the Los Angeles Rams here and hopefully very soon. But, but I find it funny, Johnny, this, this – okay, you got Sean McVay, the, the coach of the year, the top upcoming guy. And it's so funny, even – after losses, you know, I'm, I'm the guy, I watch all the press conferences, comp conferences, the message boards. And it's so funny how fans can be not just Rams fans, but all fans, you know, mm -hmm. people writing, Oh, you got out coached, move on from McVeigh. And I'm like, you guys are crazy. There's 32 good professional teams in the NFL. Like things don't always go your way. Someone else's mm -hmm. other teams practice also and have coaches also, you know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. And you can't win them all. And sometimes, I mean, the, what I like about McVay is he makes no excuses. Like after the Super Bowl, he's, he admitted it. I got out coached. Um, it was a good experience and we'll be back here. That's what I like about him. Uh, he he, he uh, always takes, you know, he always takes the blame or whatever, when, you know, when it's on him. But yeah, so there's 32 good coaches. There's, there's 32 football teams. Anybody could beat anybody on any, any given Sunday. So Absolutely. That's what makes it a great sport and uh, definitely my favorite. Uh, well, what can you say, Johnny, about the Rams and going forward? It's going to be a very unique season this year in 2020. Uh, I don't know if you've watched any hard knocks yet or not. I have. Um, I, one thing I think Anthony Lynn said in episode one that I thought was very, uh, really spoke volumes was, hey, one team in the league is going to handle all of this better than the other 31 teams. Why can't it be us? So I know that's the chargers, but I thought the quote really made sense to me. And I, and I really hope that the Rams kind of take that same approach. I think they will. I think they have a good young, well, I think they're the youngest coaching staff in the, in the NFL. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to miss uh, Wade, uh, but you know, uh, the new defense coordinator, maybe, you know, he has some new stuff for the defense, you know, some, some different, um, uh, formations, you know, it's just to mix it up a little bit. But I think the Rams have a good uh, foundation. I think they're going to do good. Um, every, week's, every week's a challenge. I mean, again, like you said, there's 32 teams, 30, 32 coaches, and they're, you know, they're, all, they're all planning and they're, they're all trying just, just like we are. And if you don't go into it until every season thinking at least, at least playoffs, then you shouldn't be a coach. And then McVay sets the bar very high. So yes. I'm, I'm happy with him. And I think he'll be here for a long time. Oh, amen to that. And I'm excited about the upcoming season. And of course, they get to open up against the dreaded Dallas Cowboys. Uh, of course, a lot of history there. And, and Johnny, you've been someone, um, to my knowledge, I believe I've seen you down at the Coliseum a few times. Uh, you, you, you were and, and currently still are a season ticket holder or kind of what has changed in this upcoming season for you? Uh, no, we didn't. We didn't. Um, so we were, me and my sister were for the first uh, two years. And then after that, we, we let them go. Uh, the, the, the Coliseum was, well, the first couple of years was, they were running, they were running out of water and it, it was just <laughs> a bathroom situation. And I was like, man, you know, let's just watch it from, no, we'll just go to games. You know, we'll just pick a couple of games a year. Mm -hmm. um, but here uh, at SoFi Stadium, um, I had, I, I had it set up to go check out the stadium, but after all this COVID stuff happened, I, I put it on pause for a while. A lot of my buddies have season tickets. They, uh, the Rams offered them to post, to carry it over to next season. So that's something I'm going to be, be looking at. Um, but I just want to take a tour and see how it is. I'm, I'm so excited to get into that stadium and start a new tradition. Um, unfortunately, because it's COVID, it's not going to happen. I don't think, I don't think anytime soon. Mm -hmm. 
But uh, yeah, I saw, I, I honestly, I do see myself being a season ticket holder again. It was just after the Coliseum after the first few seasons was, was not a good uh, situation for us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a- I love it. I love it. And it has a lot of uh, history there, but uh, it, it got, it got better the last two years though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, the renovation. Else. Yeah. Those yeah. helped for sure. Yeah. Uh, it, it's an old stadium, man. It's super yeah. old and a lot of history there. I, I, I really love it, but uh, I could, I, I echo your statements here where I am, thrilled about this new stadium because again it's never something i i thought i'd see and yeah. the fact that it's finished it's here it's, it's ready to go <laughs> like it still doesn't feel right like oh my goodness this is a new I, era i remember when they broke ground back into the end of 2016 when they when they first broke ground i was like man pretty soon and now here we are four years later <laughs> I, I, I can't i can't wait to have our first tailgate hopefully we'll you know we'll see each other and um catch a lot of games there Oh, no doubt about it. I'm going to try. I don't know what the, again, the attendance situation is going to be, but I'm going to try. If they open up, I'm going to try to get there for at least one game this year. I, I told myself I got to see that stadium the first year, if yeah. at all possible. So uh, yeah. that's, that's definitely uh, the goal. And uh, yeah, the Coliseum, again, like you said, a lot of memories there. Isn't it kind of weird to know that the Rams will never play there again? Yeah, it is. So the first game back, back in 2016, the first preseason game, I actually cried when I seen him run out of the stadium because I had so much stuff coming to my head. Like, man, I was here when I was seven years old. Yeah. So that was back in 2016. And then my, my girl took me to the last game. We went to the last game against Arizona. Um, when that game was over, she, she, she caught a good picture of me. She, she actually came from the side. I'm sitting on my chair just like looking, and I had tears in my eyes. I had my sunglasses on, and she, she snapped the shot. You can see my jet. <laughs> my Jack Youngblood jersey on. I'm just like so many thoughts in my head. So uh, yeah, I was very, I mean, I was very sad because that holds a lot. That, that's where I became a Ram fan back in 1977. So it, it holds a lot of history in my heart. But um, like they say, I was the old and with the new. So. Yeah. Then a new, uh, a new chapter, we'll say. And, new chapter, exactly. And, and going forward, I just, oh man, I'm so excited myself. It's so fun to talk to someone who uh, sees eye to eye with you in that regards. Uh, yeah. Well, let me ask you about and you could talk, you talk about Jack Youngblood and how good he is, how amazing he was, I should say. Uh, a lot of good history, a lot of, lot of great players, but I think there's one Ram in particular who has currently been the most consistent, uh, probably the best at his position, and you happen to be wearing his jersey right now, and that's Aaron Donald. That's right. <laughs> Big 99. AD. Aaron Donald, that's right. Um, I actually, when uh, there were when the draft of that year, a lot of teams were talking about him, but a lot of the so-called experts were saying he was too small for D lineman. And I, I, no, I watched, I watched him in Pittsburgh and I was like, no, I hope the Rams get him. When the Rams pulled the trigger on him, I was like so happy. And well, you know, nothing else has to be said. And he's, he's, he's awesome. He's awesome. Uh, at practice. He's, I mean, he's always in the film room. I mean, he just goes out 110%. And I'm, I'm so happy we have him. I mean, oh, he's no. like, yeah, he's, he makes our defense go. Oh, man, he's, he's so fun to watch. I've never seen a guy uh, be so dominant at his position and to attract so much attention. I've seen games where he's triple, not double teamed, triple teamed. Triple team. I'm like, what? <laughs> and he still has quarterback pressure. <laughs> oh, my. It's unbelievable the, the, the details and how good that guy is. And, and I like golf. I like touchdowns. I like all these great things. But, but I love uh, a game wrecker like Aaron yeah. Donald. His, his, uh, his technique, I mean, I mean, he has like, like two or three different techniques, to, you know, his hand slap, his uh, spin move. I mean, he just, 
He's so fast and he's so strong, but he's so low. He's not as tall as the other guys, but he's lower to the ground. He's just, yeah, he just, uh, like you said, he's a, he's a game changer. And I love, I love watching him week in, week out. And he's, he's all, his motor's always going. Oh yeah. So. He, and, and you typically watch the ball. You typically watch, uh, you know, uh, running back, running with the ball or a quarterback dropping back. But he's honestly a guy, uh, when the Rams are on defense, I watch where he is and I s- just watch him sometimes. And it's unbelievable the stuff he yeah. does. And, and there's some great defenders in the NFL. Um, you know, JJ Watt was, was a guy who had a really good, was really good at one time. Um, uh, I'm the, the bears outside linebacker played for the Raiders. He's uh, his name is escaping me for some reason. Uh, oh yeah. I know. Um, Oh, come on. Mac. Like, Mac. Yeah, uh, Khalil Mack. Like he's you know, one of the best defenders in the league, similar to Donald. But I truly believe this, and I'm trying to take off my Rams glasses. I really do believe <laughs> overall that Aaron Donald is the best defensive player in the entire NFL. Oh, yes, he is. He has been for the last, what, three, four seasons now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, I mean, if you, look, if you look at all the stats, I mean, he, he causes the most. I mean, he, he causes – Every, every team he faces, they do formations just to – they always know where he's at, you know. Um, they game plan around him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he, like you said, he'd be double, t- triple team, and he's still causing havoc. I mean, it, not only that, but it opens it up for his other team, you know, for his other, other uh, D linemen, to, you know, to get in there and make a sack. Definitely. So. Well, well, kind of one final Ram topic here. We'll, we'll, we'll talk on the other side of the ball. Jared Goff, uh, the Rams have invested a lot in him. Uh, he was under a lot of pressure early his rookie year. It was rough, but I don't put that on him necessarily. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. Jared Goff, I think, again, if the Rams lose, fans are very hard on him. And that's just the nature of the position. Yes. Uh, overall, I think he's done a great job. I am very happy he's the quarterback of the L.A. Rams. And I think he's going to have a really good career going forward uh, because him and Sean McVay appear to be, uh, you know, really clicking. It's important, uh, coach, coaching quarterback. You see a lot of times, uh, like in Green Bay, when they had uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers and uh, the head coach, it's kind of, the end, kind of at the end of the, their careers, kind of like messed up. But I see McVay and Goff on the same page. Goff, um, because of the contract, I think everybody has high expectations, including me. But give him time and get the, run, get the running game going with his play action. He could drop a dime on a long pass. I mean, he's, he's, he's good with the long ball. He's, you know, he's... he's uh, He's gotten better at looking over all his receivers. Overall, I think I think he's gonna be. He's not great, but he has potential to be great. Yeah, and he's still. Gets- yeah, and, and the quarterback play in the NFL has really taken off. I think a lot of it is the rule changes and the the fact that the ball is put in the air more these days. But yeah, there's games where the Rams don't score any touchdowns, and then there's games where you know Goff throws five touchdown passes. So. Uh, it's some. It's usually something in between, right? Somewhere in the middle. Uh, I, I think he's going to continue to to have a really good career, and uh, hopefully going forward, man, the Rams can do some good things. Interesting schedule they have this year, but uh, every single year, hey, you you got to beat the people in front of you, and so we'll see, man. We'll see here in a couple months what uh, how the Rams are doing. Exactly. I, I think I think they'll be okay. Uh, they got to get up to a good start. Um, I'm, I'm I'm interested in the running game. I hope uh, Malcolm Brown and Henderson and uh, Akers can do, you know, do the job. The three-headed monster instead of just one, you know, I think it'll keep them all fresh. You know, as the season goes on, we'll have fresh running backs. So I'm, I'm excited, and I, I think they're going to be okay. Yeah. Oh, man. Have, can't can't we have, wait. We have, we have a tough division, so see what happens. Oh, no doubt about it. Well, we're recording on a Sunday here, August 23rd. But, uh, man, three weeks from tonight, Johnny. Johnny, uh, Rams and Cowboys, dude, can't wait. 
Let's, let's do it, man. <laughs> do it. Graham's health. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, Johnny, some of the other um, sports that you're interested in, in, in LA specifically, obviously, it's always kind of been a Lakers town. Uh, Lakers and Dodgers, probably a close second. But uh, let's talk about the Lakers right now. They're in the playoffs. They're currently up two games to one on the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, what are your thoughts on well, we'll just start with the, your, your history of being a Laker fan. Where did that all start? And kind of what are some of your early Laker memories? Um, so, again, all, all my sports, um, my dad uh, wasn't really a sports fan. My, uh, my dad worked a lot, um, so he wasn't really into uh, sports. My, again, my uncle and my cousins when they got me into sports. So my first, my first uh, sports game was the Rams in 77. And then um, about the age of 10, 11, I started, I started watching when the Magic, when they signed Magic Johnson, that's when I started becoming a Laker fan and watching him. I remember his, uh, his rookie year when they made it to the finals. And um, I think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar got hurt and he didn't make it to Philadelphia for the, uh, for the finals. And he sat in, his, he sat in the, key, uh, the captain's seat and he took over. And after that, I mean, just, just watching him have fun, uh, the original Showtime, that's when I really took off with him back in 80, 1980, 81, 80, 81. What a time, man. I was born in the 80s, and so I missed out on all that. But I, I hear it was an amazing time to be a Laker fan. Oh, yeah. I'm, I remember my mom took me to a game in 1982 at the Forum. Um, she got tickets last minute from her boss, and we went to that game. And uh, Kareem became uh, the all-time – I don't remember exactly, but the all-time leaders, Laker scorer, or some 1983-84. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, uh, he, got, he became the all-time Lakers leading scorer, I think, or something like that. Wow. But uh, yeah, so I, that was, I became a Laker fan in 1980, 81 and Pat Riley and Showtime and Cooper and Worthy <laughs> and all those guys. It was, it was, it was a whole decade of just championships and uh, it seemed like they were on the championship every year. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, for sure. And then uh, the nineties were a little rough. And then, uh, you know, at, at the turn of the, the century, we'll say things got better. And again, oh, yeah. going from the great Western forum to Staples center, kind of like the Rams are going into SoFi from the Coliseum. I mean, a lot of history at that forum, and I was kind of like, oh, they're moving into a new building. I wasn't a huge fan, but then you see Staples Center, and of course, immediately, Lakers go into a three-peat as soon as they open up uh, you know, <laughs> Staples Center, so that made it a little easier. Yeah, it went to 17-505, like Chick, like Chick Every, said, 17-505, yes. but uh, yeah, the Staples Center, and yeah, as soon as, they, as soon as they got it, we were hanging banners three years in a row, and it took off, and uh, unfortunately, I, I think they cut. I think they could have won, honestly, two, two for sure, maybe three, if they would have stood together, Shaq and Kobe. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, things happen, life happens, and you know, they did what they did. And but uh, yeah, that was a good time. The two thousands were a good, good time. Mm -hmm. A few years off, then they came back, won another couple in '09 and '10. So uh, five titles in the early two thousands. That's not bad. That's not bad okay. at all. Um, well, well, you mentioned his name there, Johnny. I mean this whole year started pretty rough with the, the death of Kobe Bryant, uh, his daughter, and of course, all the other people on that helicopter. I mean, what are your, some of your memories on Kobe Bryant? And, and just speak to me about kind of what his death, it, it struck so many people here in Southern California. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on just his career as a Laker? And then unfortunately his, uh, his sudden death here in January. So when he became a Laker, when uh, he got drafted by Charlotte, and then we, we had just signed Shaq as a free agent. And then I remember I was watching the draft and then uh, they made a trade to get this Kobe guy. I didn't know who he was. So I started looking at uh, YouTube videos. I was like, wow, this kid, the lower Marion high school, I was like this kid's a baller. 
And um, his rookie year, you know, he didn't play that much. I, I remember, I think, 1997 against Utah in the playoffs, his second year. Yeah. I remember uh, they lost the game. And it was, the game was still in the balance. And he, I think he shot like two uh, three-pointers that were air, air balls. Air balls, and they ended yeah. losing. And when they walked off the court, I remember Shaq hugging him, walking off the court with them. And after they, they asked Shaq, what did you tell him? He said, I tell Tom, don't worry, young fellow. There's going you know, to be a lot more seasons. We're going to win a lot of championships together. Mm-hmm. And what two, the next the next year they went they ended up winning three in a row. So he started off he started off rough. I mean, I know a lot of people said he was a ball hog and, and he wasn't a uh, he wasn't a, t- a real teammate. He stood to himself, but he was young. I mean, how how do you expect an eighteen year old going into the pros with millions of dollars? I mean, I mean look at us, look at us at eighteen. I mean, we're just every day. I mean, and we're young. It's it's hard to just to, to be in a, to become an adult. And he he just he just got thrown into the limelight and. You know, I everybody was critical, but you don't you don't know until you've been in his shoes. I mean, he he dealt with it the way he had to. As he as he got older, he started becoming a better teammate. Uh, he had an awesome career. I don't I don't um I don't fault him for anything. I mean, he was to, to me he was just a winner. He was all heart. If if you don't want to practice, if you if you don't want to put the work in, get off my team. Yeah. I mean, he did he did that with Dwight with, with Dwight Howard. He had it with he had a, he had it out with Shaq. But I, I I admire that. I mean I mean he's he was there to win championships and if you don't want to be a part of that, move on. Um, so moving forward, uh, he, he played through injuries. I mean he had the heart of a champion all all his years. After he retired, I was so sad. I thought that was going to be his last. You know, just knowing he was retiring when he did the last speech, Mamba out. I cried then, and little did we know, for, uh, four years later, we were really going to say goodbye to him forever. Yeah. Um, that morning, I remember me and my girl were at a restaurant. Um, my, my niece texted me. I didn't believe it. I had a, I couldn't even finish my breakfast. I was so, my stomach got so upset. So someone like that, that touches you that you never, that you don't know personally, but you, you lived with him through your household, through games for 20 years. I mean, again, he wasn't a family member. He wasn't an actual friend, but you live with, you, you grew up with him. You, you watched him grow from 18 years old to four years old. And it really struck me hard, like a, like a family member. And uh, I'm, I'm sorry, him and his daughter and everybody on the helicopter perished. Um, I felt like it could have been avoided. But you know what? I mean, like they say, you don't know one day to the next. Just be, you know, be appreciative for you know, every, every day in your life. I miss him. I'm sorry he's gone. Um, he was an awesome player. Um, he was a winner. A black yeah. mama. He was a winner. <laughs> one of a kind for sure. One of the uh, most iconic players ever, but also the city of Los Angeles, uh, you know, that, he's, he's greatly missed and it was so sudden and you're right, man. You never know when, uh, when things are going to, you know, unfortunately go South and not work out. And uh, you know, when, when our time is our time. So it's important to just embrace the little things. Um, well, well, Johnny, the Lakers have had some rough years and uh, you know, a couple of years ago, LeBron James came to town. Um, I, I'm not a huge fan of his, but I, I don't, you know, you know, anyone who has their opinions of him or whatever, I, I respect uh, he's got the Lakers back in the playoffs now. And uh, they're in this unique bubble situation out in Orlando. Uh, they dropped game one of the playoffs. They're currently leading two to one in the series now. I mean, what are your thoughts on the, the 2020 Lakers and just the entire NBA having to play in this uh, bubble in Orlando? Uh, before we go any further, I want to say happy birthday to Kobe. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And happy birthday, Kobe. Um, 42 right. years. Happy heavenly birthday. And tomorrow's uh, Kobe Day, 824. That's right. That's right. Well said. So uh, rest in peace, Kobe. Um, Lakers in the bubble. Um, it's it's a it's different. 
Um, it took me a few games to get in, to get into it. It looks like uh, it reminds me of a kind of like Olympic basketball. <laughs> not not many fans. The big old, the big court. I mean, you're used to the games with the fans right on right on the stand, no, front court. Yeah. Uh, the noise. Um, but I think they 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 all they've all adapted. I think it's a good idea to have the bubble. Um, I honestly think that's that was the smartest thing to do. Um, Lakers. I would, I'll be, I'm with you on that one. I always said I wouldn't be a LeBron fan. I called him the big crybaby. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Flop, Mr. Flopper, Mr. Crybaby. But uh, once he, I mean, of course, he's a Laker now. So, of course, I like him. Um, but it's not like I was a Kobe. Not, 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 like, not like a Kobe. But he's a, he's a Laker now. And they're doing good as a team. I think what hurt him, what's going to hurt him is not having Avery Bradley. I mean, he, he chose to opt, opt out for his family reasons. I think we're going to miss his defense, but I think uh, I think they're well equipped. When they lost to Portland, I think they were a step a step slow. Uh, Portland's been playing that they've been in that uh, playoff mode for a couple of weeks now because they needed to win a lot of games to get to get there. So I think their mentality is a little different. Uh, Lakers got them back on track. I think they're going to take them out. I think it's going to come down to the Lakers and the Clippers in the Western Conference. I think that's going to be a, a big big series, seven games for sure. That is going to be something for LA. Look at, I know this is a Lakers town. Okay. Clipper fans, God bless them. Uh, they haven't had much to cheer about over the years, but I just don't like Laker fans like dismiss them. They're like, Oh, well, you don't have all the banners. We, well, it's like, okay, yes, I get that. But you're still currently playing for something. Yes. There's still this current. It's crazy that they, they would finally meet in the playoffs potentially. And First it could time. be, and it's in a Florida instead of, Sherrod Staples Center, right? right? <laughs> it, would, it would be the it would be the uh, the what the the hallway series. <laughs> yeah, the hallway. <laughs> yeah, and and they're they're twenty three thousand miles away or whatever, and, and it's like, man, these teams play in the same building. And, Finally. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is, life's funny sometimes. I I hope we see it. I really do. Uh, I think the Clippers have a good team. Um, you know, Kawhi Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I mean, what can what can you say about that guy? I mean, just to just a stud, quiet stud, which which I always appreciate. But I do think on paper the Lakers are probably the best team. Um, we'll see what happens though, because you don't play games on paper, right? You gotta you gotta show them. play the game. Yeah, I so. think I think they I think they're gonna be okay. I think uh, they gotta go deeper in the bench sometimes. Um, I, I think he stays set with the, his first seven. Uh, like like game one, I think he put should have put J.R. Smith or uh, Waiters in there a little bit more. I think he needs to change up a little bit, you know, see, you know, see who has a hot hand, but uh, I think they're going to be okay. I think, I think, uh, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, uh, I don't overlook Houston. I think Houston's going to be tough. I think the Clippers are going to be tough. I think, I think it'll be the Lakers and Clippers. And uh, my prediction is Lakers and Milwaukee and the Lakers in seven. Man, that would be something. And I can honestly say this, Johnny, I've watched a ton of NBA. I've seen highlights here and there, but I do think because of the unique situation here with the bubble, I, I do think it really is anyone's trophy. It's yeah. anyone, you know, I, we talked about being on paper. I think because it's all neutral, there's no fans. Mm -hmm. No fans. It equal, it brings everyone down to the same level. So uh, we'll see what happens these next few weeks. Yeah, because there's no really home, there's no home court advantage. It's two, two, two. I mean, every game is played in the same place. So it's just, it, it all comes down to, uh, who you know? Who wants it more? And who you know? Let the who has the less turnovers? And who? It always comes down to one or two plays at the end of the game, and whoever can you know to can make that last shot. Oh, no doubt about it. Well, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll post this episode in in a couple days, uh, sometime this week. But 
Uh, you know, we'll see if the Lakers have uh, taken charge of the series or if things evened up or not, uh, you know, we'll see, but we'll, we'll be, we'll be a little behind here as far as our episode gets out, but so, yeah, it should be a good series. I think uh, yeah, moving forward. Yes, it will. Well, well, Johnny, uh, your other team, your big Dodgers fan, LA fan, of course, they got that LA before their name. You're probably a fan of them, right? So, yep. <laughs> so uh, what can you tell me again about some of your uh, fandom as far as starting, you know, some of your Dodger memories? Okay, so I, I again, I grew up a sports fan. Um, baseball was my my passion growing up playing. I mean, I, I played football as well, but baseball was my passion growing up playing the game. Uh, I, I became a Dodger fan in the mm, about the time I came, became a Ram fan, 77, 78, I think 77. My grandma used to take me to uh, Dodger games. My, my grandma Mary and my mom we used to go sit in the pavilion for three dollars, left or right to the pavilion, three dollars. <laughs> We, 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 you know, we used to take our own food or, you know, it was just, it was, it was a big thing. I remember my grandma took me, I think, I forgot what year it was, but I think it was 76 or 77. Uh, I was at the game where Rick Monday played for the Cubs and they were going to light the, the flag on fire. We're sitting in right field. Oh, you were there? And yeah. My, my, oh, me and my wow. grandma, we were there. I didn't really understand what was going on. I was just like, whoa. But yeah, we were, we were at that game, me and my grandma, my mom and my uncle. Um. But my, my, my favorite memories are just uh, the infield. Garvey, uh, Lopes, Russell, and Say, the, the same infield that came up from Albuquerque. They played together for, I think, what, eight, nine years in the, uh, together yeah. on one team. Uh, we've got Reggie Smith, Dusty Baker, Rick Monday, uh, all those, uh, Steve Yeager, Mike Sosha. Uh, so I grow, those, are my, those are my favorites. My favorite Dodger growing up was Steve Garvey. Um, I love Fernando. Uh, uh, I had a lot of favorites. Uh, Andre Ethier. But yeah, I've been a Dodger. I mean, I've been a Dodger blood all my life. When they won, when they won the World Series in 19, real quick story. When I, when, they, when yeah. they won the World Series in 1988, uh, me and my grandma, my grandma, my grandma always used to say, "Tommy Lasorda is my husband." <laughs> 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 so when the Dodgers won, they came back in the airplane from uh, Oakland. So me, me and Noreen, my sister Noreen and my grandma, we went to the airport. At that time, you could drive, you could drive up to where the, they got off the plane. At that time, there was not like, so many like security. Like not like there is now. Nice. So we waited. We waited at the gate. They came back. They came. I think they landed and they got the plane about two thirty in the morning. We were there. Uh, they uh, we did an interview with Tom Arnold from channel. I think it's Channel Seven at that that time. Um. Anyways, so they came off the plane and we yelled for Lasorda and Lasorda blew my my grandma a kiss and my grandma was so happy. Anyways, next day at work, I'm at work right. I'm at work and we're in a meeting. I fell asleep. I fell asleep in the meeting. Lunchtime, I was gone. They fired me. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah i fell asleep in the meeting so let me ask you i gotta ask you i gotta ask you was that was it worth it it was worth it yeah it was worth it yeah. <laughs> <Atta boy. laughs> well, well, we, we need we, we, we need to win another one the last time they won the world series that was my graduation from high school i just i just aged myself <laughs> <laughs> <Don't worry. laughs> you know they, they've been so close in recent years um and then last year you know the nationals got them um, it, I know the Astros thing was, was pretty hard, uh, hard to swallow. I know not just the Dodgers, but a lot of baseball fans are just furious at them and, and they should be quite honestly, that said, they still almost beat those guys in seven games. Almost beat them. Yeah, we had, we had them. I mean, if it wasn't for the, I mean, for them having all the signs, I mean, I remember I was like, man, Kershaw, I mean, cause Kershaw's had, I mean, you, you look at his playoff record and then, uh, in the playoffs, he's, not done too well in the playoffs. 
But now you look back at that year and poor guy, he's taking the heat. And no, I mean, what, what pitch can you throw? If they know every pitch that's coming, of course they're going to hit you. And um, not only that, the commissioner, I think the commissioner dropped the ball. I mean, here, these guys, I mean, we have a proof that they cheated. I mean, don't give it to us because I, I want the Dodgers to win it on the field, but vacate it. Take, take, away, that, take away that trophy. Have, suspend the players that they know cheated. I mean, come on, you got to have something. I mean, I agree with you there. I mean, there was no World Series champion in what was it, '94, because of the strike and everything. Yeah. So uh, I agree with you. And Dodger fans, yeah, they should. Most of what I've heard, they say uh, we don't want the championship given to us, but uh, it should be vacated uh, for sure. And generally, Johnny, I'm not in favor of vacating things because I'm like you can't erase history. But in this situation, when it was physical cheating on the field, you can't ignore that. You can't ignore that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look at them now. Look, look where are they at right now? I mean, yeah. look, at, look, look at how Tuve is hitting uh, two, two thirty-seven. I mean, come on. I mean, if you don't know what's coming, it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, game, the game's kind of hard. The game's a little more yeah. difficult. <laughs> yep. I, I've loved some of the stuff I've seen. Like, I've seen uh, other teams uh, who they're playing against, kind of banging, banging something, you know, mimicking <laughs> their little – I love that stuff. I mean yeah. – uh, I gamesmanship or whatever. When people do bad things, I got no issue when it comes back at them like that. Yeah, and then they the the, uh, the Joe Kelly thing a few weeks ago, and then he wants to suspend them for eight games. I mean, come on, commissioner. I mean, you didn't do nothing to them, and they cheated into a World Series championship. <laughs> and you're gonna go and suspend Joe Kelly for that? I don't know. I just, it's pretty, I just there's been some inconsistencies for sure. I agree with you there, and uh, yeah, so he's gonna have to answer to a lot of critics here soon. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, and, and then, you know, when they lost to the Red Sox, Boston was a better team. They, they just were uh, that yes. year. Um, yes. they, they were the better team. And, heck, the Nationals going all the way last year. At the time, you're like, man, you let these guys beat you. But uh, they, they got hot, and, and they beat those dreaded Astros. So, uh, you know, all the power to them. What, do you, what are your thoughts, Johnny, on this very, very short baseball season that we are right about in the middle of right now? 60 games. It's a lot different. <clears throat> Me and my girl were just talking earlier. I was telling her after today is the halfway point. So if they win, they'll be 22 and eight halfway through the season. They started last month. I told her, I go, on a typical season, they start at the end of March. They go April, May, June, July, August, September. I go, their halfway season is not till like after the All-Star break. I go, so this is different. Um, but that being said, I mean, people are saying, oh, well, this is not going to count. There's going to be an asterisk next to it. No, because all the teams knew, that, knew what's going on. All the teams are playing the same amount of games. I mean, it just like, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a shortened season, but I mean, it is what it is. I mean, they're getting the games in. I mean, uh, they're playing, they're having less days off. I think they have a good chance of uh, doing it. Um, they have, they have a full team this year. I think uh, Mookie Betts made them a better team. Um, I, li I like his work ethic. I like their, um, I, I, I like their bullpen. The last, the last couple of years in the World Series, our bullpen kind of faltered. Um, but I, th I think we're well equipped. I think I think we're good. I, I, we have a we have an explosive offense from one through not one through eight. Um, we have some good young guys, and I, just like the Rams, I think the Dodgers are going to be there for you know, every year for the next you no know, decade or decade or so. What do you what about you? What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think they've been in the mix a, a long time here, the past three years anyway. I never thought I'd see the Dodgers in the World Series, and I saw them twice, which yes. is pretty crazy. And I think if we're all honest, obviously the Dodgers fans, they want to win a World Series. But I think deep down, if we're all very, very honest, I think Dodger fans would love a World Series against the New York Yankees. 
Yes. Yes. I think yes. we all want that. That would um, be so cool. A friend, a friend of mine uh, from work, she's a Yankees fan. And I, I told her before the season started, well, this is back in February. I said, this is a Dodgers year. I go, it's going to be Dodgers Yankees. And this is before the COVID thing. But even now with the COVID, I think, I think I, my prediction again is that I think it's going to be Dodgers and Yankees. And I think the Dodgers could take them. Uh, they've, they've got us so many times back in the seventies. <laughs> it's time for some payback. It would be poetic, right? To come. And, <laughs> and the funny thing, I told this to someone the other day, I go, how ironic would it be of all the years of all the Dodger fans suffering and everything that they win a world series in a 60 game season, mm-hmm. you know, in this weird odd season. But again, everyone's got to deal with this. Yeah. So. Every, yeah every, everywhere. Exactly. All, all the teams are going through it. And if they could do that and, and bring us home a championship, um, 2020 has been a bad year for all of America. And uh, at least, at least for us, uh, Angelinos, it'll give us something to cheer about. Yeah. Oh, no, no doubt. We all do need something to cheer about. And that's one of the things I love about sports is that it can unite people, especially cities where, where you cheer from the, the teams from your cities. Yeah. And so, yeah. And moving forward, I'm hopeful there. I would love to see them beat the Yankees in the world series. I, I think it would be so cool. I agree. I you agree. Know. Oh man. But again, was the 60 game season, not only that, but now 16 teams in the playoffs. Playoffs. Yeah. Uh, because of that, I think that's another equalizer as well. So the Dodgers and Yankees maybe on paper should be the best team, but anything can happen because of this extended playoffs. That one extra team. Yeah. Those two, those two extra teams. I mean, they're hungry. Again, there's no, there's no real, uh, just like the basketball, there's no real home field advantage. I mean, there's, there's no fan, there's no fan noise. It's just who wants it more. Um, the Dodgers, I think, I think, I think they, I think it's their time. I think it's their year. Um, they've been close they've been knocking on the door but i honestly think um taking my you know taking my heart out of it i honestly think this is our year yeah uh, no i i i think so as well and uh you know one thing that's always angered me is all these other fan bases specifically like the chicago cubs they would complain about how long it's been since they've won a world series and my family's never seen that never seen this it's like dude it's the same way everywhere else especially la i know 88 wasn't that long ago but yeah. so many Family and kids and fans here haven't seen a World Series. They've suffered just like you. Yeah, I know it was a hundred something years, but stop <laughs> being so dramatic. Everyone suffers yeah. through this. <laughs> they, 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 they blamed it on the curse and the goat and the metal. <laughs> it, it's just it's just hard. I mean, I mean, baseball's. I mean, every sport, every sport's hard. I mean, it's that's why when you get there, it's. I mean, just to get there is a accomplishment, but you know, it's it's hard. You got you know, there can only be one winner. So I, I've you seen get all you want. I've seen uh, the LA Lakers win countless championships. I've even seen the Rams, even though it was the St. Louis Rams, win the Super Bowl. I'm looking forward to the day when it says Los Angeles Rams, Super Bowl champs, uh, you know, as they're celebrating. I love that at the end of every sporting year. And, you know, someday, I think, someday soon, maybe in a couple months here, we'll see the Los Angeles Dodgers world champions again. I, I, I think we will. I think we will too, and I, I, I hope so. I mean, I, things look good. <laughs> I, what I am happy for is – um. Well, the good thing, well, it's for all teams, but we're going to have a healthier pitching staff. I think Kershaw looks good. I think with the short season, he's going to be good in the playoffs. Um, that's, that's scary for other teams. Um, but I do. I, th- I think they have a good chance. Um, like you said, there's no really sports. Uh, there's no really home, home field advantage. But what their, um, what, what the roster they have and all the, all the offense they have, I think they should do it. I'm not yeah. a big Dave, Ro- Dave Roberts fan sometimes. <laughs> but, but he's got us there, so. Hey, there you go. Yeah, I know he's, he's got plenty of criticism for sure. Uh, well, Johnny, a couple other sports, I mean, kind of bouncing around as we kind of wrap it up here, but 
Uh, I know you talked about you, you real, you like golf, you like boxing, you like soccer. Uh, I know you're a big USC football yes. fan. So, yes. I mean, what are your thoughts, unfortunately, with the Pac-12 canceling the football season? I mean, no USC football on Saturdays. I know it's been some rough years recently, but still, it's fun to watch the Trojans on a Saturday, and unfortunately, uh, not going to have that happen. Ah, uh, yeah, it's tough. I mean, me being um, me personally being a sports fan, of course, I wanted to see uh, college football just like I want to see all sports. Um, I'm a sports fanatic, but I think that's the right call. I mean, these kids are football players, and before that, they're students. Um, so you know, I mean, so for the sake for the sake of all the students at the, all all the schools, I think I think they did the right thing. I mean. Uh, are some are some uh, conferences still, they're still playing right? I think there's yeah. two conferences that are well, still going to play. The SEC, the ACC, and the Big Twelve, as of now, as of as now, they are continuing to move forward, and they're going to play football games in a ten game season, a little shorter, and conference only uh, in in a couple of uh, weeks here. So it's going to be weird not seeing the USC football and the other Pac-12 schools and the Big Ten. They're also uh, not going to play. They yeah. say they're going to try for the spring, but that seems unlikely to me. Yeah. Um, it will be odd I, seeing the other teams play and they're not though. I thought, I mean, I, I stand by the decision. I mean, cause I know they're doing it for the, for the safety, but I thought they would at least try to get it started. I mean, you know, we were going to do in-conference games too. UCLA was first up. I thought they were going to try it. And if teams started getting players sick, then I thought they would call it, but I thought they would at least give an attempt to try it. That's what I thought they should have done. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I agree with you there. I mean, let's, let's try to move forward. And that's one thing I think uh, all these other pro sports leagues have done a good job of. They've had some negative or positive testing, excuse me. Uh, and they've, they've continued to push forward. But yeah, you're right. There is a little different approach when they're college kids. Uh, I am thankful that some of the conferences are at least going to be playing because it gives us something to watch <laughs> on Saturdays, you know. But so we'll see. I mean, I, I like college sports uh, as well, as I know you do. And, yeah. um, you know, no Pac-12 football, but we got some other options. And, and hope, again, hopefully one year from now, Johnny, everything is back to normal back to and normal. good to go, right? <laughs> what, what, about that? what about Thanksgiving? We, we, might have, uh, we might have baseball playoffs or World Series and some football on Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's awesome, <laughs> man. Well, what's yeah. crazy? Well, tell me this, Johnny. You know, it's been five months. Four, maybe, I don't know how long we were without sports. You're a sports junkie like I am. Man, there was – I was – well, I, I didn't wonder. It was like a nightmare wondering about uh, life without sports. Unfortunately, we went through that, and there were bigger issues at hand too. Yeah. But now after months of having nothing, now we have like everything. It's awesome. Yeah, it was, it was tough, man, starting with um, uh, the Final Four. When the Final Four, I, was, I mean uh, – March Madness, you know, yeah. March Madness. I was like, wow, man, are you kidding me? That's, that's a big thing. Mm -hmm. It started March Madness, and it started with this, and, the, you know – and then um, I, I didn't. I honestly didn't think we'd have any sports this year. So when baseball said they're going to give it a go, and basketball said they're going to do the bubble thing, I was like, okay, okay, this is hoping. So far, so good. But yeah, those four, those four or five months. Oh man, that was tough. <laughs> I can only watch so many uh, Netflix documentaries and ESPN uh, old games. <laughs> I was like, okay, I need man, I need my sports. This is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> man, we need we need our sports fix, right? <laughs> oh, dude. But yeah, now we got this surplus. We're gonna have. We've never seen anything like this. I mean, professional football is going to start in a couple of weeks. And, man, we get We're still going to have basketball. Oh, <laughs> basketball playoffs. Then the play baseball playoffs. Hockey still going. Not Hockey to mention football. all the boxing, MMA. I mean, it's just 
Whatever you want now, man. Wherever you want. Yeah, take your pick. <laughs> and, we, and we got Tyson coming in November. Yes. What are your thoughts <laughs> on that, man, coming out of retirement for a little exhibition? Hey, man, I've I, I seen some YouTube videos of him. I mean, man, he looks, he looks cut. He looks fast still at 54. I mean, 54 years old, Mike Tyson. Unbelievable. I don't, I, I don't, I don't see him. I, he doesn't strike me as a type to be in an exhibition fight. <laughs> All his punches are bad intentions. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you can still do it, if you still got it, I mean, why not? I mean, yeah, well, <laughs> it should be fun, man. It, again, talk about Thanksgiving time this year. We're going to have a lot of options and uh, of, of turkey field. baseball, turkey football, turkey basketball, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it that we, we continue to have options here. And man, Rams football, we're going to be chatting uh, a lot here really soon. You and me sending messages together back and yeah. forth. Yeah, I hope I'll see you at a game, man, if we can get out to one. Yeah, for, yes, well, yeah. If, if, we can get, if we can get to one this year, we'll get to one this year. If we can't, we'll do it soon, man. <laughs> well, so, Johnny, oh, go ahead. How often do you do your podcasts? Or? Um, I've been doing, I started this in when everything got locked down. I was, you know, unemployed and I was like, well, what am I going to do? And I kind of uh, played with this a little bit. And I said, well, let me start doing it every day. And putting a podcast out interviewing people it was a fun way to catch up with everyone yeah. uh, talk about sports or just what they're going through COVID, all these different things yeah. and so it's been a blessing man I've, it's been over 100 episodes now and uh yeah monday through friday we put something out generally okay so, uh, how can i catch you on a on podcast or how can oh. i hear it oh definitely I'll, I'll send you all the information my friend i'll get you the uh the link we have a Facebook page. We got all kinds of stuff. I'll all right, man. Well, let's, let's, hook up, let's hook up again. Yeah, sounds like let's, a plan, let's, man. Let's hook up again. Well, thank well, you th for having me on. Of course. You got Do it, it Johnny. Oh, real right. soon. Real soon. Take care, Johnny. Have a good one. Go Rams. Go Dodgers. Go LA. And hopefully, we'll be, we'll be back out there rooting them soon. <laughs> well said. Take care, Matt. Bye. All right. Thanks again, Johnny Govea, for joining the program and talking some L.A. sports. A lot of fun, and quite frankly, it's not that often I get to talk with people that uh, share my interests in the L.A. sports teams, all three of the major ones. I know there's some other ones as well, some hockey, soccer, and other, other things out there, but a lot of fun catching up and talking about the three big ones, the three big sports here in Los Angeles. Very much looking forward to the Rams season starting in a couple short weeks. It should be a lot of fun. I hope... We cross paths either at SoFi Stadium or somewhere where the Rams are being watched by their fans in a big group. So take care, Johnny. It was great catching up. We will talk to you very, very soon. Well, guys, tomorrow is Wednesday. And for those who don't know, Wednesdays mean one thing, and that is Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. Bill Barnes is our only weekly guest. He is here every single Wednesday, and he is a retired Riverside police officer and a retired college baseball umpire. So he has very strong opinions and some very random thoughts every week. I'm not going to lie. It's not for everybody, but the people that do love Bill Barnes uh, keep telling me how great he is. Again, it gets kind of political, we'll say, with some of his opinions. And uh, quite frankly, I do share a lot of his opinions. Not all of them. Uh, Bill and I argue here and there occasionally as well. But uh, I do know that it is not for everyone. But if you're interested in something entertainment, maybe a little different than what you're used to, yeah, give us a listen tomorrow. And for those who know who Bill Barnes is, get your popcorn ready and your juice boxes because it should be a lot of fun catching up with Bill on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. 
He's fired up as always as the heat has gone up here in August. I think his uh, blood pressure has gone up a little bit as well, and he's ready to let loose as he does every single week. I think it's good for him to just kind of get it all off his chest and lighten the, the load of stress that he carries every single week. So looking forward to our conversation with Bill Barnes tomorrow on the weekly Wednesday weigh in. Well, guys, there's plenty of ways to follow the Get Home Safe podcast. We have a Twitter handle that is Get Home Safe. Our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast. And our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. Once again, our Twitter handle, Get Home Safe Pod. Facebook and Instagram, Get Home Safe Podcast. And email address, Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. We would love to hear from you. So if you'd like to write us a question, a comment, uh, say anything, just hello, that would be great too. The best way to contact us is through our email address. But if you contact us through any of those social media platforms, we'll be more than happy to uh, reply to your message, say hello back, maybe give you an answer. And we will definitely address your questions, comments, suggestions, any of those things on the air, uh, probably in the following episode, the very next day. So if you have anything you want talked about, be sure to send it in to us, especially Especially if it is Bill Barnes. If you, if you want to say something to Bill Barnes, ask him a question, say anything to him, make sure you send it in on Tuesday. Him and I typically record sometime Tuesday evening. So that should give you guys an outline as to when uh, things go down. And if you have any questions or comments or tell him Bill he's dead wrong, anything you want to tell him, make sure to send it to that. Send in an email, uh, social media message, anything you want to do, but uh, make sure to make note as to who the message is for. Uh, also, additionally, you can also leave a voice message, whether it be through the Anchor app or anchor.fm. Look for our podcast, Get Home Safe Podcast. You can look for the green button. It says messages. It's a one minute limit. Leave your voice message. We can play that message on the air, much like a caller calling into a radio show. We will then answer uh, your voice message or uh, give our thoughts on what you had to say. If you don't want to do that, you can also send it in a voice text message form to my phone number if you know that and if you need to reach me you know how to uh, do so through email or social media however uh, the options are out there for you so uh, many different ways to contact us if you want to have your voice heard but you don't want to do an interview on the podcast we totally understand and if you don't want your voice heard heard at all and just send us an email but lots of ways for you guys to interact with us we would love to hear from you just like you hear from us every day here on the get home safe podcast monday through friday as we put out new episodes with great guests and some fun interviews and topics. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. It was a lot of fun catching up with Johnny Govea and talking L.A. sports. Bill Barnes is on tomorrow for the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. Should be a lot of fun as always. And guys, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.